Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. There is great potential in you. You are not the result of some cosmic accident. You are here for a time such as this because this generation needs you. Your generation needs you. There is a mission that only you can accomplish. I am the bearer of good news. I'm not here to play the blame game. We are going to be opening a can of canker worms today. I want to say that upfront to prepare your mind so you can listen keenly oh, and make sure that you understand where I'm coming from. I don't believe in the victim and victor mentality. No matter what has been done to you, no matter who has done it, there is always a way out. There is a way for us to move forward. While we are going to be taking a peek, uh, a peek at uh, past history, I don't want us to focus so much on what has happened in the past because it's very tempting to use today to judge yesterday as tempting and as inviting as that may be, we need to be very, very, very careful, extremely cautious when we try to use today to judge tomorrow. When we do that, we are bound to make mistakes. It's exciting to be here right now. And I want to let you know you are in the right place at the right time. Before we move into the subject matter of today, We'll be wrapping up chapter two of my book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the end of racism. I'm not talking about racism because I have any scars to settle. I'm not talking about racism because I've been paid to do so. I'm not talking about racism because I belong to some particular political ideology. I'm not talking about racism because somebody have asked me to. I'm talking about it because it's a canker worm. It's a global canker worm that we have to deal with head on. There are three things I would like for you to do for me today. Yes, I'm, I'm, I need your help. It's okay to ask for help. Can you please do me a favor? There are just three things that I think are within your power to do. If you like what you've heard so far, if you like what you are seeing, please partner with me and do me these three things. The first one is share the broadcast. Invite other people to join us. Why learn alone? Why grow alone? The more, the merrier. The second thing is that subscribe to my YouTube channel the more the merrier. And the 13, the last one, 
is for you to get a copy of my book, Racism Where Is Your Sting? Yes, the sting of racism, as you're going to find out in this book, has been removed. Racism is a bogeyman. Racism is a smokescreen. Racism is dead. You may be telling me I'm still seeing it. Sure, it's dead. What you are feeling are the, like what you feel that when, when your hand is, is cut or a leg is severed, you have the phantom leg or phantom arm. That's what we're dealing with. When we get into the root cause of the problem, we unplug it from there, we cut off the tab root, the problem is going to die. Get a copy of the book, not just for yourself, but for other people. There are discounts for anybody who needs more than one copy. Let's get into our topic of today. I have said that racism is driven by inferiority and superiority complex. In fact, what we call racism is not a black and white divide. I've been trying to make the case that the heart of man is desperately wicked because all the thoughts of killing each other, hating each other, not getting along, are a manifestation of sin. We disobeyed God through our forefathers, Adam and Eve, and because of that, the heart of man is desperately wicked who can know it. And we should stop hiding behind racism to try and explain the evil that is in people's hearts. What is actually happening is not racism because there's one human race. Racism is a social construct. And throughout these presentations, my focus has been a deliberate effort to deconstruct this social construct of racism. It's made up. What is actually happening is, is the interplay of inferiority and superiority complex. That's what's actually happening. And it's a global phenomenon and it happens everywhere you find people. Today we're going to dig deep into that and see what drives inferiority and superiority complex. I want you to listen and listen very carefully because I can easily be misunderstood based upon the angle I'm coming from. The phenomena of superiority and inferiority complex have existed in all human societies through the ages. When we looked at ethnocentrism, tribalism, and all the other isms, the whole, the whole idea is that one ethnic group feels when they compare themselves to another ethnic group, they feel the need to be what? To be superior. Oh, we are superior more than you. And that has manifested itself in many different ways. Today, wherever you go, no matter the society you go, no matter the country you go to, you realize that society is broadly divided into two categories. Those that think or believe that they are superior and you understand because somebody believes that superior doesn't make them so bad, that doesn't prevent people from believing that they are superior. 
And those who have been relegated, forced, or brainwashed, that they are inferior. Superiority complex is a manifestation of the emptiness, the God void, in the hearts of some people. They think, oh, we are superior. Why do you have the need to be superior? It's a manifestation of the wickedness in the heart of man. Whenever you have superiority complex, inferiority complex follows immediately. Because for somebody to feel they are superior, they are contrasting themselves against some other person. You cannot be inferior, you cannot feel superior without an inferior group of people for you to express that superiority over. They work hand in hand. It's like a hand and glove. And that is why my approach is to focus on each individual to deal with this malaise at their personal level. Why do you think you are superior? Why do you have to make other people inferior? Now, there is a broad division. Some feel they are superior and some feel they are inferior. Those that are inferior, usually they've been brainwashed, they've been taught to, to undervalue themselves by those who think they are superior. Each society has different ways of classifying who is superior and who is inferior. In some cases, the amount of money, the material possessions, define your position. The wealthier you are, the more stuff you are, in some cases, the fatter you are, you are at the top. And those that don't have those things are considered to be at the bottom. In other countries, the social class or the caste in which somebody is born determines if they are considered inferior or superior. You must have heard of the untouchables in some society. Whatever arbitrary criteria are used to divide people into these broad categories is not based on any facts that can be substantiated. All humans are equal because when all the external and material trappings are stripped. The human spirit is the same. Our true essence is our spirit. And it is a distraction when we focus solely on the body. Ask those who have been to, to the war front. When bullets are flying and the spears are flying, from the enemy, the bullets don't distinguish skin color. They don't, they don't know. If the opposing army is firing at the other army, and all of you are in a trench, black, white, yellow, green, orange, magenta, you call whatever color, the bullets are not going to distinguish. And by the way, when the bullets hit 
no matter the pigmentation of your skin, you're going to bleed what? Blood. And what will be the color of the blood? Exactly. And that is why we do blood transfusion among humans. Because the amount of melanin in our skin it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything apart from the fact that it's there to protect the darker-skinned people from sun radiation. Most of them grow up in the tropics where the sun is overhead most of the time and the uh, intensity of the sun is really high. We have to not allow externals to be the sole criteria that we use in defining who people are. I have to stay hydrated here. It's hot. The amount of money you have, your level of education, the size of your house, the type of car you drive, you name it. The type of suit you wear, you name it. Those are all externals. And using them to value people is very wrong. Now, that is why using skin color to determine somebody's wealth is so inhumane, degrading, insulting, and demeaning. It is also why many people are completely opposed to any form of racism, and rightfully so because it takes away human dignity and reduces people to something they were not created to be. All were created equal and endowed with equal rights. That should not be usurped by anybody, government, or political ideology. For some people to say, oh, some are inferior because of the way they speak, how they look, is just plain evil. It is wrong. And if you're still thinking, acting, and practicing that, it's time for you to repent and change your ways. You can believe all you want that you are superior. You can believe all you want that you are more human than other humans. Mm -mm 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 -mm. You are wrong. You are wrong. And if you have been brainwashed to believe that you are not human enough, and you've believed that and you confess it, and you say, oh, some will have supremacy, whatever you call it, and you believe the nonsense you've been fed with, you are also wrong. You don't, you don't need validation from any other human being. You don't need validation. You don't. I want us to take a look at history a little bit. I'm going to open a can of kanka worms. And I want you to listen carefully. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not justifying the atrocities that have happened in the past. I'm just trying to let you know the root cause of some of the inferiority, superiority complex that we are having interplay in our society today. So look at some of the drivers of superiority and inferiority complex. We're going to start with a, a broad look at the interaction of Europeans with other people, not because the Europeans are the worst 
offenders. I want to say that again. We are going to look at the interaction between the Europeans and all other people because it's recent history. I'm not pointing to the Europeans because they are the worst offenders. They are not the worst offenders. I remember when you go to Egypt, the Hebrews were considered detestable. That's a very strong word. The Egyptians could never even eat with them. They enslaved the Hebrews, tortured them, and they worked for them for a very, very long time. History is good. We need to learn history so we don't repeat it. When you look throughout human history, from Egypt, the cradle of civilization, isn't this amazing? Isn't this amazing that each time those who say they are civilized, and they consider themselves to uh, be advanced, will turn around and enslave those who they think are not as sophisticated and civilized as them. They occupy them, colonize them, subjugate them, kill them, pillage them, and take their resources. It's happened time and time and again. Why? Because the so-called civilized will make those who want to occupy to feel less human and they will treat them in a less humane way and that is why they can do whatever they want to do with them. It's something we need to guard against and think about it very carefully. It's a manifestation of the evil and the wickedness in the heart of man. The Egyptians were created of civilization, but they moved around, occupied other people, subjugated, enslaved the Hebrews, and they worked for them uh, for, 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 for hundreds of years. You look at the Babylonians, the pillage, the patience, the pillage, the Romans, Roman Empire. You cannot have an empire without enslaving other people. I remember very well, if I'm not wrong, that uh, St. Patrick went to Ireland because they saw in, in Rome, slaves were brought from Britannia, present-day Britain, and uh, when the uh, St. Patrick saw these uh, slaves being paraded on the streets, he inquired where these people were coming from, heard about Britain, and took the gospel out there or something like that. Just to let you know that slavery is not new. It's been here for a very long time. What about the Byzantines, the Mayans, the Aztecs? You will, you will see that. You see some similarities between the conquered and the conquerors. We are not trying to classify who did the most evil or communicate the most egregious crimes against humanity. Please, that is not the purpose of my, of my presentation. I mean, I heard the Mayans used to open the hearts of the, uh, the, those that conquered with open, the Aztecs who open the hearts of the, the slaves to court and offer them to their gods. I, I'm not here to go into the details of the calamity of the, of the, uh, um, the degree of evil that each group of people has committed against each other. I don't want us to uh, pigeonhole and, uh, and, and focus on one particular group and say, oh, this one are the most offenders. 
all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I know some of us don't like to hear this, but just, just hold on with me a, a, a little bit. The purpose of highlighting this interplay of superiority and inferiority complex is to show that it is a common human problem that has occurred throughout all human history and is still alive and well today, please. And I live in America, and part of why I got into this discussion is because the way America is approaching racism, they need to open up and realize that, oh, it's not a black and white issue. It's a universal issue. And that's why we cannot turn a deaf eye when the genocide was occurring in, uh, in Rwanda. And everybody was like, wow, allow those savages to, those primitive people to wipe each other out. Did the Tutsis and the Hutus kill each other because of their skin color? Can somebody, please put your comments below, let me know. That's why I'm saying that. What is the worst thing another human being can do to another one? What is the worst thing? Kill them, right? Get eliminated. Your life is taken away. Why is it that people are killing each other irrespective of how they look? It's an issue of the heart. Therefore, we should be careful not to pin it on a single group of people. The temptation to do so is extremely strong because what the Europeans did during the last few centuries of human history is still fresh in our minds. We are living with some of the realities today and it's going to take a while to resolve some of these issues. Take the case of Africa. Take the case of Africa. I'm talking about the interplay of inferiority and superiority. In 1884, the Europeans gathered in Berlin and everybody was grabbing a chunk of Africa. It was like a piece of filo mignon and everybody was going for the juicy pieces. Frank said, oh, I want this chunk. Germany said, give me this. And they sat there, drew arbitrary lines on the map, divided people, Africa was made up of independent nations. Uh, take, for example, uh, the Bamambu people that I come from, we were an independent kingdom. I say that because I'm from the royal palace. I'm not here to brag about that. Just let you know it's history. History is important. My family is the ruling family. We still have a king today, but the king has been stripped of most of his powers before the Europeans showed up on the scene. We were an independent nation, had our own army, security force. We took orders from nobody. You know what happened in Berlin in 1884? The Europeans sat down, partitioned Africa. They drew lines on the map. They didn't care if those lines divided ethnic groups and place them under different countries. They didn't care that those lines that were dividing were dividing families. Some ethnic groups that found themselves on the border, part of the people will be now administered by the French, somebody English, somebody Germans. And the worst thing they did 
is they didn't care that these independent nations may not get along. They didn't, they didn't oh, they just thought, you know, oh, these people, you know, the colonizers had a nonchalant attitude towards these primitive natives. They had to do that, all what they had to do was to toe the line and do whatever the masters demanded. They didn't care. Now, when you look at Africa today, I've already talked about the sad situation that is happening in my country of birth, Cameroon, today, how the English side is fighting with the French side. Right now, as I speak, people have been displaced. My parents are refugees in the country as I speak. We've lost loved ones. Because in 1884, Africa was positioned without the consent of the people. Why? Because the Europeans showed up and said, our way or the highway. Oh, I know, colonization had some French benefits. However, at the core of colonization, I want you to understand, it is worth noting that Colonization was not an act of charity. It was not because it was driven by what? Some of the issues of the heart have already discussed. Greed, greed, greed. The Industrial Revolution ushered in a need for raw materials, ushered in a need for new markets. And the Europeans had to concoct story to expand their influence. And they did this in different ways. The French did, uh, they used direct rule and the English used indirect rule. But at the base of it was still the manipulation and destruction of the people they were about to occupy. The process of subjugation, or the, purpose of the, the process of sub, sub, uh, 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 subjugating other people starts with devaluing them and creating a false image about them to the point that they believe it and start perpetuating it. You are inferior, you are inferior, you are inferior. You know, the people had to be distracted from what they had for it to be taken away from them or bought at extremely poor prices. Yes, and I'm opening a can of canker worms here. You are not going to remain there. I was surprised. I went to the, uh, the museum in, in, in downtown Dallas and I saw a lot of artifacts uh, from Cameroon. Artifacts from Africa are all over. How did these people manage? to grab those artifacts. They told those people, these things are, are evil, they are bad, are demonic, discard, get rid of them. And they happily let them pillage and took as much as they could. The people got distracted. They were told they were inferior. And they believed it, internalized it, and started manifesting it. 
I'm opening a can of conquer worms here, and rightfully so, because it is important for us to understand the source of the lingering sense of superiority and inferiority complex that exists in the world right now. I'm not in any way trying to get into the blame game here because this is a dead end and no good will come out of it. I don't want, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, oh, because this evil was done in the past, we are at the mercy of it. We are not. Africa, India, South America, and all other countries that were occupied in recent history are not the first to experience conquest. Britain was occupied by the Vikings, by the uh, Saxons. People have been occupied. This is not the first time. So it, 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 there is hope. Human history is filled with examples of conquest, occupation, enslavement, and dominance of one group of people over the other. Again, this is driven by issues of the heart. Any attempt to try and use today's understanding to judge the past without placing everything within the context of past circumstances are doing a disservice and will be causing more harm than good. That is where some of the ideas like critical race theory, which we're going to touch along the line, may not be delivering the goods that we need. We are looking at the past so that we can understand the lingering feeling of superiority that some have, while others feel that they are inferior because of the disinformation that has been fed to them for a long time. Again, this visit to the past is not intended for analysis, paralysis, and to play the blame, the blame game. I am not bringing this up because I want to blame anybody. No. You may, you may be saying, I'm already, no, I'm not blaming. You're going to, you're going to, list, you're going to hear my, my solution. Yes, this happened. We were told this. We were taught this. We were made to feel like this. But we are not at the mercy of what other people think or what they've done to us. We have already established that no one is good and all have the propensity to take advantage of others if the conditions are right. This is not an attempt to minimize or disregard the atrocities that have been committed by other people to other people. What I'm saying is all humans, irrespective of skin color, have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and have the propensity, given the right circumstances, to take advantage of other people. Unfortunately, there is still this lingering, lingering idea of superiority and inferiority that uh, 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 it, 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 it may not be outspoken. You sense it when you interact with people. 
I will never forget when I just came here and somebody asked me, oh, from in Cameroon, do you have houses? Yeah. Do you have houses? So what? what? The American embassy is on a big tree or something? You know, people look at you, they're like, oh, you're coming from Africa. Mass media has no help. Always putting on images of starving children. The whole place is about to, to collapse. You know, nothing works. And they always zoom their cameras and what is wrong with Africa, what is wrong with South America, what is wrong with this place. It's very wrong. A lot of other good things happen in Africa. If it's in this day and age, somebody doubts if uh, people in Africa live in houses. Just imagine the misinformation that people are operating with. That has to change. Yeah, Africa has problems, just like any other country. South America has problems, just like any other country. I've lived in America now, it's going to be 20 years soon. Send people living under bridges. People are poor, hungry, and naked. So it doesn't help when media, because they want to, they want ratings or make money, decide to paint a certain picture of other people because of viewership. It's wrong. Those who think they are better than others are living in self-delusion. Those who think like that are living and they need help. There is one race. There is one race. If that hasn't entered your mind, next time you need an organ to be donated to you, you'll be shocked where that organ will come from. Maybe somebody who doesn't have the same amount of melanin in the skin like you, either way. We need just to wake up. We need to wake up. Wake up to the realization that there's one human race. That is good enough. There's one human race, and we are all equal. We have different capabilities. Some are orators, some are writers, some are lawyers. What I mean, different gifts and different abilities. That doesn't make you more human than another person. As I've said, when they strip us of all the externals, and we're left with nothing. We're left with a human spirit. You cannot distinguish. It is unfortunate that physical features, such as the pigmentation of one's skin, the color of their hair, and shape of their nose, are used to define who they are. It's unfortunate. Now remember, Racism or discrimination, call it whatever, the superiority inferiority complex is driven by what? By fear. I see something I don't know for the first time, I'm afraid, and so I need to, to deal with my fear. I'm going to put it down or put it up, whatever direction you go, it's fear. Ignorance, greed, and selfishness, that's what drives it. There's no scientific evidence for the subdivision of the human race. So all these divisions are social constructs and have no empirical. However, the notion of the black race, the white race, and many other subdivisions persists because of ignorance and fear. I said it here. I did whatever I could do to say that I'm still to find somebody who looks as white as this. Yet you hear, oh, we are white. Well, you know, what is that? And some say black, really black? This is black here. Have met people who look like this? No, 
You call me black, really? Do I look like this to you? Do I look like this? I don't. Sorry, I don't. It appears some like the present status quo because one, it saves them better. Two, it places other people at a disadvantageous position. I am aware that this type of reasoning will take us to a dead end because those perpetrating race divisions for one reason or the other are fighting hard to ensure that things do not change because they fear they will lose something. Those pushing for this divide, oh, the black race, the uh, African race, the black race, the white race, whatever race they are pushing, oh, we, we don't get along because of racism, it's because it's benefiting some, one way or the other. Some of the people who feel that race divisions have hurt and place them at a disadvantageous position want to hold on the hurt because it brings them some sympathy. Yeah, I can justify my look at where I am, you know. I don't have anything because hey, they took it away off from they took it away from me, you know. These people are trying to put me down, you know, systemic racism. Yeah, I know, please send the rotten eggs and rotten tomatoes, you know. I've been accused of uh, of uh, black privilege. Can you imagine that? Yeah, there's something like black privilege if you haven't heard. Yeah, I've been accused of that. That how dare me not remain in the place of hurt and anger. How dare me say that racism is dead? How dare me look at history and I don't, I don't encourage us to stay at the place of pain. I dare to say there is hope. I dare to say we are all created in the image and likeness of God. I dare to say no matter what has happened, we can use the pain as fuel, as a catalyst to launch higher and do better. Sympathy is not enough. Sympathy is not enough. Of what good is going to do to you if you remain in pain? It is sad that many people are allowing the ignorance of other people to influence how they view themselves and what they believe about themselves. Who told you you are superior? Who told you you are inferior? Where did you get that idea from? Where did you get it from? And why are you believing a lie? No, let God be true and let other people be wrong. It is written that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you are the apple of God's eye and was created in his image and likeness. You know, when you go to the dealership, you buy a car, it comes with the owner's manual. And in that manual, you are given specific instructions on how to take care of that car, what to put in it, isn't it? Do you come home and you ask your neighbor, oh, neighbor, I just bought a Honda Civic. 
can I put in uh, orange juice or some pineapple juice in there? Or can I put in uh, uh, some beer to drive the Honda Civic on? No, you don't do that. Why? Because your neighbor didn't manufacture the car. The manual says precisely put gasoline in that engine. And if you dare, if you dare listen to your neighbor who says, oh, by the way, you can put in whatever you want in there. Just put in some orange juice. If you dare do that, you ruin the engine. You ruin it. Every manufacturer sends a manual with their product. With instructions on how you have to operate the appliance or whatever it is. And the smart people follow those instructions so that they can properly operate the appliance, can vehicle, or whatever it is. God created you. You are not a cousin of some baboon or ape or whatever you call it. There is a manual that describes precisely who you are. You need to consult the manual. You need to believe the manual and not what other people have said, have written, are broadcasting, or are saying about you. It's very important. It's very, very important. If you've forgotten everything I've said today, I want you to consult the manual. God said, let's make man in our image and likeness. Yeah, let God be true. And let every other person be a liar. You see, what you believe about yourself is what people sense when they meet you. As such, you must feed your mind with the right information about yourself. Wipe it out of your mind. There's no inferior race. There's no superior race. There's one human race. I'm going to reiterate that. Let me say it again. There's no superior race. There's no inferior race. There is one human race. Therefore, instead of trying to change the racist, forget about the racist. If somebody thinks, oh, I'm superior, I'm better than you, so, so says who? How? Believe what the manual says about you. Live according to the manual. Speak the language of the manual. It's that simple. It's not complicated. Start with you. Focus on changing your belief system. Please, do you truly believe? Do you believe that you are created in God's image and likeness and that there's nothing wrong with you because of your skin color? One of the greatest things that happened to me maybe about 25 years ago, 
before I ever moved to the West. Because I came to embrace who, who, who I am. I wasn't consulted to be born in Africa. I wasn't consulted to be given more melanin than other people. So just get over it. I got over it. I got excited. I thank God every day. You know, I'm having this conversation and saying these things because I was born in Africa. Think about that. It's not a liability. It's an asset. It sure is. I'm a free man. I know some of you are saying, oh, he, he's blind. He, he's being uh, uh, um, subjugated. He's a victim and he doesn't even know. Says who? I've said, I'm a child of God. He who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. I've been set free. I've been set free. I've been liberated from the yoke of sin. I'm a free man. Before I ever stepped foot on, 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 on the shores of the United States of America, I was a free man, free in my mind. I don't need anybody's approval. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you believe about me. It doesn't matter. Oh, what about systematic racism? Oh, yeah. You get what you believe. You get what you expect. You get what you confess. Don't you know that? Haven't you heard that? That is why you must focus on yourself first. Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you carry? For racism to work, now listen to this very carefully. For racism to work, for the superiority and inferiority complex to work, it needs two kinds of people, just two kinds of people. Those who out of ignorance believe and act as if they are superior, care, Anybody in their right mind will understand biology 101. There is one human race. If you disagree with me and you can prove that we have more than one human race, please put your comments on the comment section. Make your case. State it clearly for all of us to have a debate, have a constructive conversation. There is one human race. And that is why we, we, can, we can get married and have kids and exchange our organs and all that. There's one human race. Get over it. Anybody who dare believes that, oh, they are superior, you're just kidding yourself. You're living in self-delusion. You sure are. You're on the wrong side of history. Two kinds of people. Those who act of ignorance believe and act as if they are superior. And those who believe that they are inferior because they have been told they are, okay? There are two types of people. One out of ignorance believes, yeah, and acts as if they are superior. Yeah, they think they are superior. They act the truth their way around. We are superior. And as I've said, for superiority to work, they need inferiority. So these people have also conditioned other people to let them know that they're inferior. And those who think they're inferior have accepted it. Come on. 
You are inferior in what sense? You don't have two eyes. You don't have one mouth. You don't have two ears. You don't have two arms and two legs. You don't have a brain. What makes you think you are inferior? Who told you you are inferior? Why are you believing that you are inferior? Says who? Says who? Go back to the manual. You need to consult the manual that came with you. Why are you trying to run your life without consulting the manual? It is evident. God said, let's make man, mankind, all human, in our image and likeness. We have the image of God stamped in the inside of all of us. None is a child of a lesser God. No wonder when the framers of the, of the Declaration of Independence said, you know, we hold these truths. All men created equal. Read the Bible from page to page. You will understand that there is one. We are one in Christ. No Greek, no Jew, no Gentile, no Jew, no male, no female. We are all one. We are all one. We are all one. We are all one. I cannot stress that enough. You need to wake up. Don't focus on the person who, out of ignorance, thinks they are better than people. Don't deal with them. Deal with yourself. Do you believe that you are fine? Do you believe that you're made in God's image and likeness? Start from there. By the way, waiting for other people to accept you before you accept yourself is relinquishing the power of having the final say in the hands of other people. Don't, don't, don't look for external validation. You don't need other human beings to make you human. You are already human. You are already human. Wake up. You are already human. You don't need, don't empower other people by placing your life in their hands. No, you don't need other humans to make you human. You are human already. Wake up to that realization. No. God has already validated you. It is a terrible idea. To wait for the approval of others before you can become comfortable in your own skin. Are you comfortable in your own skin? Do you have a need to feel superior? You are not comfortable. Because you only feel good when you make other people feel bad. That is not a, a comfortable place to be. Be yourself. You don't need to be in, you don't need other people to be inferior for you to be for you to feel comfortable. Or you don't need to uh, 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 feel inferior because other people. Feel comfortable, uncomfortable when you are around them. Focus on yourself. You must lead the way by finding yourself and being happy for who you are and not wait for others to give you their approval to be who you are. Resist the pressure from society, the media, social media, to want to define who you are because they will never get it. It is you and you alone that can put an end to this nonsense. Let it stop 
at your footsteps because you know who you are. You're not defined by your skin color. If somebody says you're a donkey, it doesn't make you one. Are you? Don't believe the lies of others. Believe the truth. Expound and expose in the manual that came with you. Superiority and inferiority complex will continue when those who ignorantly believe they are superior succeed in making others feel they are inferior. If you stop believing that you are inferior, superiority complex will die a natural death. Because when people meet you, they sense what you carry, they sense what you believe about yourself. I leave you with this. You are God's child, created the image and likeness of God. The harmony between us and God has been broken. And I'm going to pave a way for you to understand how you can get reconnected to your heavenly father and live a whole and fulfilled life. I want to thank you so much for watching. And I want to thank you so much for sharing. Please don't forget to get a copy of this book. Read it slowly, carefully. Send your questions my way. I've never been able to interact with you directly because this broadcast is being streamed on multiple channels. However, if you have questions, concerns, uh, put them on the comment section. Let's keep the conversation going. Thank you. Have a fantastic day. And God bless you.